This podcast is meant for general health information and is not meant to override any medical advice. All questions will be screened and not contain any personal information. If you want a private consultation, contact us via positivechoice.org or you can contact your provider directly. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to the Positive Choice Wellness Podcast. I'm Annalise, an exercise physiologist and nutritionist. And my name is Melanie. I'm also an exercise physiologist and nutritionist. And we have a very special guest joining us today, the one, the only, Chris Heslin, head of Positive Choice. Wow. Welcome, Chris. (laughs) I'm absolutely honored to be introduced in such a awesome manner, <clears throat> but also to be asked to be on this podcast that I've, uh, you know, given you permission to do. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. You're great. <laughs> that funds all of our antics. <laughs> <laughs> I only said yes um, to, uh, if I could be on it at least twice a year. And uh, so far, you're fulfilling your promise. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, first of the year. <laughs> well, if you guys uh, don't know Chris, <laughs> He is not only head of Positive Choice, he is an exercise physiologist. He's a certified nutrition specialist. Um, He's the founder of Peak Finders, which is uh, training for athletes, for, I don't know, all kinds of stuff that you do with that, like helping people find their motivation, their maximum performance. Um, And he also is a fellow dog lover. And and the order, uh, not necessarily that order of importance, right? No, the dogs dog, are first. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, P, you know, Peak Finders was a training group I started a long time ago. It's We've all kind of moved on with uh, new chapters in our lives, but uh, yeah, coaching athletes and, and, not, and non-athletes, folks that, uh, you know, had never done a 5K, let alone want to do a triathlon, you know, um, how do you, how do how do I get them even started on the path to uh, to accomplishing something like that? So that's kind of what Peak Finders is about. But uh, that's all in the in the past now. Oh well, it's still yeah. a legacy. It is. Well, today we have got I think a pretty cool topic for you guys, and I know us three can all relate to this. Um, you know, it's the it's the beginning of the year. And what you are seeing everywhere is um, fitness plans, diet plans, detox, all kinds of stuff just, you know, to get you going and get to your healthiest. And that's all well and good. But what we see a lot with our patients, with our clients, is that being on a plan only lasts as long as your life stays consistent. And so today we're going to talk about what happens when life happens, but you still want to keep maintaining those healthy behaviors. You still want to keep moving forward. Um, And Chris, this was such a fabulous topic to have you on because you have had a lot of life waves, good ones, but a lot of life (laughs) waves in the past couple of years. Yeah, I, you know, life tsunami would be a a more... (laughs) a better term and luckily i'm i'm blessed enough that these were good these were all good tsunamis you know um i've had friends going through some not so 
good tsunamis recently. So, uh, but yeah, to your point, you know, going back to your whole point about New Year's and resolutions and, you know, I, I don't know about you all, but I think that one of the common denominators with New Year's resolutions is falling off of them, right? And it, it seems like that's part of the cycle, like January, even beginning of February, people are, are motivated. They're like, I'm going to do it this year. And, and the gyms capitalize on this. That's when you see all the, hey, your enrollment fee is waived or, you know, refer a friend and get, you know, 50% off or whatever. You see all the gyms just open up their doors and they overbook, you know, if all the people that signed up for the gym were to actually use their membership, there'd be no space in the gym, <laughs> right? Um, so they, 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 you know, they bring on members um, knowing that a good amount um, are going to probably not use that membership as the months go on. And I feel like that's part of the cycle of creating a New Year's resolution. You know, we talk about, oh, yeah, I, I kind of fell off that around March or April and uh, and life got back to reality after the holidays and, you know, things happen, you know. Um, but even those that are doing well and staying on good routines, yeah, like you said, what happens when life throws you a curveball, right? And your perfect little routine is, uh, you know, uh, just shaken to the core for whatever reason, you know, what are you going to do then? I think it's a great question. It's an awesome I feel topic. Like that happens like all the time. <laughs> it's pretty common in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it depends on, you know, what, what shakes you, you know, if, if something small is able to shake you and shake you up your routine, then yeah, it's going to happen a lot more than, than someone that's able to kind of, you know, brush off the small things, stick to their routine and really only get derailed when, you know, a major life event happens. Nevertheless, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of, of when, not if, right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, when we kind of get down to the basics of what we're doing with our health behaviors is we're trying to get to habits. So we're trying to, like, move the new behaviors into things that are so automatic, like brushing your teeth. You know, we don't we don't have long conversations with ourselves about like, oh, you know what? I'm just so busy today. I just, I'm not going to make time to brush my teeth. Like we don't do that, but we do that constantly with, with our health behaviors. And part of that is because they take a lot of practice. And so I think one of the keys to really moving these behaviors from new and taking a lot of energy into habits is how long can we practice them for and how can we change things up to continue practicing the behaviors that support our healthy habits? Well, I think, I think something really important to, to consider when we talk about this topic is, you know, a habit versus a mindset, right? When you have a mindset, you don't question, you know, for, you know, I'm hoping that we can all say this is a shared mindset, but when it comes to brushing your teeth, right, there's not a, you don't have an internal struggle as to whether or not you're going to brush your teeth, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, it's just, is what you, you're just not going to skip that. It's that important, just like sleep or just like something else. I mean, we all have these, these mindset and, and it runs with our, you know, our value system. And once something gets into that level, then it's much easier to stick to that than something that, uh, you know, we're still just trying to practice to become a habit. And I think that takes a long time. And it, it, some, some, 
you know, longer for some than others, you know. So the act of exercise, you know, somebody that is just trying to start exercising and they're trying to make this a habit of going to the gym or, or doing their workouts on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays every single week or whatever, and they're working on that, um, they're going to be derailed. This is going to be something that will fall off their plate much easier than somebody who, you know, maybe they had a weight issue when they were younger and exercise became the way they controlled that weight issue. And, it, and it's now part of their value system. And, you know, they're not going to give up exercise for anything, even if life throws them a crazy curveball. You know, it's not about quitting exercises. How can I still get some exercise in, you know? Um, so I think it's, you know, it's, and that takes a long time. There's got to be a lot of internal motivation. Um, so I think it's, you know, I think we have to be fair with ourselves when we're trying to create new habits that it takes, it takes time. And we all know that, but it also takes the right, you have to get it into the mindset where you're going to guard that with your life. You're going to guard that action with your life because it's that important to you, right? Brushing your teeth should be one of those for all of us, you know, so how do we get some of these other things that we're trying to do to be healthier? How do we get them in that same level of thinking, if that makes sense? Yeah. And, and I'm sure it's relevant in some, in some way to where we'll go with this conversation, but the thing that he's popping into my mind, I'm like, what about those conversations you've had with people where they go, old habits die hard, where we slip back into these maybe ingrained behaviors that aren't so healthy, especially after you've established maybe a habit pretty routinely. And then you slip back into those old ways, you know, that's where I'm kind of curious. Cause I feel like, you know, when we get pushed out of our comfort zone, we tend to gravitate towards those, right? No, that's, I mean, that's a great point. And yes, um, old habits are typically represent comfort, you know, comfort and our old comfort zone. And that's the zone that we're trying so hard to leave sometimes when we're trying to produce or trying to create new healthier habits as we're trying to leave that that comfortable zone behind, right? But the minute life gets tough or we get stressed or something happens, our brain, what does it do? It's going to automatically revert back to comfort, stability, and things that we know, right? And that's why, you know, um, new habits tend to, to die quickly during times of, of stress or, you know, in your schedule is under upheaval for whatever reason right um so i think again it goes back to um you know is this new habit or new healthy routine how important is it to you you know have you really and has it gotten to that point where you know you're not going to give it up regardless because it's that important to you you know what i mean so and that's like the million dollar question is how do i flip a switch to you know put something from the the habit bucket to the value bucket. Like if someone can figure that out, oh my gosh. I thought you knew everything, <laughs> Game Chris. Over. Come on. Game you, over. You should know this. <laughs> I mean, hey, like the, the only formula I know is just, and Annalise, you said it before, is, is, is practice and time. You know, and at some point we all can think of something that, you know, we do now that is healthy, but we do it without thinking about it now. And we won't, we won't ever give that, you know, that behavior up, but we all can think about a time when we had to adopt that new behavior, right? We weren't born most likely with that behavior. So we had to adopt it. And, you know, so why would any other new behavior be different than that one? Right. So I think we have right. to give ourselves, um, you know, we have to give ourselves a break 
sometimes if habits, old habits die hard, so to speak, or new habits die hard, more easily or whatever, um, that it's okay. But as long as we keep working at it, you know, and working through those failures and just keep the ship pointed in the right direction, you know, um, at some point down the road, this could be part of your value system where it's that important to you. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have the answer to it, but I have what works for me. And I think the diet of our mind is really, really important if we're trying to change the way that we think about things. And if we're wanting to make major shifts in our life, sometimes it's about committing to that and allowing whatever else to fall away and making sure that you're reading things that support the mindset that you want, that your social media reflects those ideas that you want to start cultivating, that you weed out things and maybe even people that are cultivating the opposite. And yeah. I think that it takes time, but after a while, if you really surround yourself with people and ideas that support where you want to be, that's where the value starts coming in. And along the way, you build kind of a support system of reinforcing those those beliefs. That's a great, great point, I think. And that support system is critical for when, you know, you do fall off the bus, so to speak. Because, um, like I said, um, it's not a matter of if that happens; it's when and how many times. It's whether mm -hmm. or not we can get back on the on the on the ship and keep sailing north, where you know where our destination is, that we can even you know have the hope to to you know make this healthy habit a you know a value, something that we're not going to ever give up. But um, you, you know, you you brought up a, a really good point about um, you know sort of intrinsic motivation and, and and the why behind, you know, the what. And you know, when we have a new habit, the, the question is, what's driving that behavior? And, you know, is it a powerful internal motivator or is it just an external motivator where somebody's telling you to do something? I think that's the difference right there. I mean, a good here's a good example for you. Like vegetarians out of the world, you know, and I'm a vegetarian. Um, and so, and I know some, and I and I know all different types. And it, what I've found, I'm not saying this is absolutely true, but just so don't quote me on this is just from Chris's <laughs> encyclopedia, which you know is has not been published, nor is it scientifically backed. <laughs> well, we're about but, to publish this episode. So you're you're already making this become a thing. So, you so know. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, there you go. Um, it hasn't been peer reviewed. How about yeah. that? Yeah, but, you know, you guys, you guys may or may not, you know agree with me on this, but I'll say most of the vegetarians I meet, the most passionate ones are vegetarian or vegan because of animal rights, right? Um, the ones that are vegetarian or vegan for health benefits, I'm not saying that they're not passionate and they're not like, you know, 100% into what they're doing, but they're not as militant about it, like, if that makes sense. And I feel like part of the reason is, you know, if somebody is a vegetarian or a vegan because they don't want to exploit animals, you know, there's there's a lot more of an internal drive there, um, more so than somebody that, you know, hey, I just want to eat more plants because my physician told me I, I shouldn't eat meat because I have high cholesterol or something like that. 
Um, I have a, I have a couple of friends that are in that category and they're more like the flexitarian type where they're going to, you know, eat, um, mostly plants, but here and there, um, you know, it's okay if they eat animal products. Whereas I have some friends that are, you know, more of like the animal activist side and they are like veganism as a whole lifestyle. And, you know, they would not even touch any type of animal product. So you see what I'm saying? It's, it's, there's sort of this different level of drive. And I think you can take that to any healthy habit. So, you know, push the veganism aside. Let's talk about exercise, you know, and go back to that example of somebody who maybe had um, weight struggles and exercise was the one thing that helped them keep their weight in check, you know, um, versus, you know, somebody who, you know, again, they were told by their physician or told by somebody that they uh, they should start exercising more. So this is what you need to be doing. You know, there's different drives there. Um, so. I think it's because I, I like the whole like becoming a part of your core values, which I, I agree with. I think really, if we want to maintain healthy behaviors, they have to be a part of that. But when when life gets hard, I feel like there's that little bit of that trying on on your values of like, but this other as aspect of what you could do is easier. You could slip back to this thing. So how do you stay diligent when maybe your motivation to stay diligent isn't really there? Yeah, so that's, I'm glad that you kind of brought me back to uh, the topic. Today. I, like to, I like to be the negative person here. <laughs> no, 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 that's good because you got you kept me you kept me on track. So I guess my point for the things I was saying earlier are so yeah, basically, um, no matter what, your core values, right, are going to be the 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 things that you're probably going to stick with when life throws you curveballs. But there are a lot of things that we're working on, healthy habits, right, that maybe aren't there yet. Like I mentioned before, it takes time for things to get into that that uh, that level of uh, of importance in your in your mind, right? Where you're not going to give it up regardless. What about these new habits that you're working on, you know? And, and maybe you're 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 gaining traction finally on, um, you know, your sleep patterns. Maybe that's been your goal, right? And um, you're trying to work on your sleep hygiene and gene and get better quality sleep at night and then all of a sudden um you know your significant other is diagnosed with um you know some sort of ailment and it's keeping you up at night and you can't keep your brain from turning off and you know sleep might not be um, one of the things that you're going to be able to focus on and it's not going to you know you i think you have to give yourself a break and um and that's okay right it, it's okay during this stressful time or sleep to kind of fall off the wagon one of the strategies I've always helped, I've always, I've always told my my athletes and even my you know clients back when I used to teach is um, always take inventory, right? So when during any type of stressful event or time period in our lives, there are things that we can still be doing that are going to be helpful for us, and you might even be doing them without even thinking about it. And going back to the brushing your teeth thing, right? We're all doing things that are, are healthy for us at any given time. It could be I'm drinking water. It could be I'm, uh, you know, I'm letting myself be okay with the fact that sleep's going to go to crap during this. So take inventory and, and let's focus on some of the things that you might already be doing that are helpful. Um, I think a lot of times we forget about that and we focus on, oh my gosh, like I'm not sleeping and that's what I was focusing on. And, and then we tend to start kind of spiraling you know, downhill at that point. So 
I think taking inventory is a great place to start. <clears throat> so I want to touch on on two things that you said, Chris, that I feel like are really important. The first, I want to backtrack a little bit to the core values. And I think that this can be a really powerful mental shift because you're right. When something is a core value, like you value it, you truly value it above everything, you are not likely to revert, right? And so taking a really good look at why you're doing what you're doing. So like with some of the health behaviors, if you're starting something in the new year because you want to lose weight, go down that path a little bit. Why do you want to lose weight? Is it because of a whole cultural pressure to look a certain way and you don't actually value looking that way? You've just been told that for your entire life? Because I think a lot of us get stuck in that. We have decided early on from cultural messages, messages from our parents, our guardians, that life should look a certain way. And we internalize that as our own values and we never question it. And then we run into all of this resistance with our own behaviors and we're like, but I value it, but I value it. Well, I think if life sends you a big upheaval and the only reason you're exercising is to meet some sort of expectation that is ingrained in you to look a certain way or behave a certain way, yeah, because something just happened that matters more than expectations. But if we are exercising regularly and we're doing that because we really value our mental health and we really connect that movement every day to managing our mental health and we feel so much better, then when a big tsunami hits, yeah, we might we might spend a little time waiting in the water and kind of like getting some stability back. But because our core value is is that I can handle life better when I exercise, that's going to stick around. Whereas I'm in a tsunami and I need to fit into my size six pants, that doesn't matter anymore. But we don't put that into question. We just need all that resistance. And are like, why can't I do this? And it's because our actions are not aligning with, with our core values. Yeah, I mean, you basically just reiterated one of my points earlier. I think you just did a better job of it than the way you said it. But I think... <laughs> I think 100%. So going back to your example, you know, if if I'm exercising because, you know, social media or whatever has life looking a certain way and I feel like I need to fit into that mold, is is that an external or an internal motivator, really? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's more of an external, right? I'm being told, I'm being I'm being influenced that I need to look a certain way um as opposed to you know, I I know how exercise makes me feel, and I know what it does for my health, and I know that if I don't exercise, this is how I feel. That is why I'm not going to give up exercise. And that's that's the internal motivation. It doesn't care what anyone else says or, you know, what they say I should look like. Like, I don't care about that. I care about how I feel and how I'm going to get through this situation. Exercise is going to be a catalyst for me to be able to do that. Right. And again, for something to be strongly um, 
internally motivated inside of you, it's got to be part of your value system. So now we're going full circle back to, you know, the very beginning of this conversation <laughs> is, you know, and I, and I wanted to start this conversation with that is, you know, in order for something to, in order for us not to, you know, have to worry about giving something up during times of stress, it needs to be part of our values. If it's, if it's not there yet, then that's okay. We can get it there. It just takes time. It takes a lot, a lot of time to get to that level. Um, but don't beat yourself up if something's not there and it, and it, you know, if it's one of the first things that falls off the, you know, the wagon when you are dealt with a, you know, a tsunami of life, so to speak, you know, and you mentioned earlier that I, I, you know, I've had some big life changes that have happened and, you know, we've all went through COVID, right. And, and I went into COVID, um, well, pretty much maybe a little bit before COVID, but I, you know, a single guy living in a condo with five dogs and <laughs> coming and going as I please, you know, work was pretty stable, you know, at positive choice, our classes were doing well, everything's in person. Um, things were just kind of status quo, you know, and then that March 17th or whatever, 2020, when we all of a sudden, you know, get this call that everything is shutting down and we can't have classes anymore. And, Oh, what are we going to do? Uh, at the same time, you know, I, um, was getting closer with my significant other and we ended up, you know, um, having a baby a year later. And then we ended up moving in together into a house. Um, <laughs> so like they're good, you know, imagine the change in my perfect schedule and my perfect routine in the matter of just it's a couple so small. years. That's, that's nothing. You're fine. Yeah. That's nothing. But, it's dropping but, a bucket. <laughs> but I will tell you that one of the things that two things hadn't changed. I mean, the way I do them changes a little, has changed a little bit, but the fact of whether or not I do them has not, and that's exercise. And it's also, you know, the way I eat, which is um, plant-based. Those two things, no matter what, have stayed the same, even though like I don't sleep nearly as much as I used to, or, you know, I don't get to, I don't get to exercise for as long as I used to. I still do it, you know? Um, and even more recently, I've had some issues with my hip and running has always been a very um, big part of my exercise routine. It's just super easy. You put a pair of shoes on, you go out your front door and the world is yours. Um, and many years of a lot of activity on my hip has finally caught up to me and there's not much I can do about it other than I can't run. Um, so, you know, I went through the phases of, you know, grief getting that news, um, not believing it. So denial. So what do I do? I go out and run again and it hurts even more. And so there's that. And then the, you know, the anger, I can't run anymore. Why me? You know, I'm 46. Why can't I run? I'm too young for this kind of hip problem. Um, you know, bargaining, like maybe if I just run, you know, once every two weeks and I really focus more, no, there's no, there's no running or any time in the near future for me, you know? And then finally there's this acceptance piece where, um, you know, I've now figured out, there's a lot of other things I can do in my arsenal of, of exercise and movement, you know, cycling, strength training, um, yoga, um, that instead of focusing on, oh, I can't run anymore. Well, that's okay. Let's focus on these other things that I can do. You know, walking is fine, you know? Um, 
So, you know, going back, and this brings me to a, another sort of direction we might want to take this conversation, and you mentioned it, Annalise, when life throws you a curveball and, you know, your schedule just goes to pieces and your routine, your perfect routine goes to pieces, I mentioned something about taking um, inventory on what you have and what you're still able to do. So that was a good example right there of my exercise. But also everybody, and this just goes for wellness overall, uh, aside from just exercise, but everyone should have sort of the Swiss army knife of wellness, so to speak, where, you know, you have a bunch of different, you have this one little compact thing and you have all these different little blades that you can pull out and each one has a specific use. You know, and it can be used for a specific situation. You know, you got your your sharp knife, you've got your bottle opener, you've got your corkscrew, um, you know, and you've got your nail file. They're all in there, but they're very different in their use. And you can think of your wellness tools, you know, as that, like a Swiss Army knife of wellness tools. You know, and what can I pull out right now in this situation? You've always got something that you could pull out, right? And I think on on that same note, kind of expanding on what it takes to continue and going back to where we started in the conversation, which is if we want to move something into a habit, we've got to keep doing the things that support that. So it's not always just about like the running, right? It's about the mindset. And it's also about all the things that you have to do to support that exercise, right? So like when I think about this for me, the things that support my exercise are, do I schedule time in my week for it? Do I make sure that my workout clothes are ready and clean for the week? Do I make sure that I have playlists ready? And all of those things are the supporting habits that go along with making sure that I exercise every single day. And so for me, like, yeah, sometimes, you know, I've been injured or life changes and yeah, it could be like, Oh, well, whatever. I'm just not gonna, I'm just not gonna do this, but I can, I can dial it down. I can be like, okay. I feel like walking is in my wheelhouse right now, but it still requires me to take time for it. It still requires me to know where my shoes are, to have my clean clothes ready. And those are the habits that are going to support you in your behavior long-term when your motivation isn't there. And so when, when we talk about like meeting yourself where you're at, make sure that we're not downgrading what, what we're doing that, Oh, it's not good enough. It's, it's, no, it is. You're still moving forward. Right. And, you know, and I think the other thing, too, to think about is why? Going back to the same, it always starts with this question is, you know, why, Annalise, do you do all these things? Do you remove all these barriers to make sure that you can keep exercising? Why do you make sure that your your workout clothes are always clean? And, you know, you schedule time. Why? Like, what is the answer to that question? I have an answer. Yeah, you don't have to, <laughs> and, you, and you don't have to share that, but I can almost guarantee you it's not because, you know, your next door neighbor is saying you need to exercise. No, and I, I will share my answer because maybe it might help somebody. 
So I think for a lot of years for me, it was about my own expectation about what I should look like. And that was ingrained in me from my family, ingrained in me from, you know, the culture, the media. And I think for a lot of years, I really confused those expectations with my own values. And so I struggled a lot. And my my main point of exercising, regardless of what I was telling myself, was to look a certain way. But as I've gotten older, my value really is on protecting my stress level because life is so much better. My day-to-day life, my ability to do my job, to interact with people is so much better when my stress is down. And so like every day when I think about like, do I want to exercise or do I not want to exercise? Like there's a very immediate response for me in terms of like, I will give more to my class today. If I get in yoga, I will be more at peace the rest of the day if I take time to get the dogs out walking. And that aligns for me with my with my core values, and I get a lot of immediate feedback from that. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's, ex- that's exactly my point, right, is all those things, those are, those are great reasons why you continue exercising, but those are all reasons that you do for yourself and so that you could be better, right? And I think any any type of habit or any type of healthy behavior, and <laughs> I feel like I keep bringing it back to the beginning, but any type of healthy behavior that we're going to be able to stick to no problem, regardless of any change, is going to have to be at that level, that, that importance level in your value system, right? Um, but, you know, there's let's talk about what happens when change, you know, grows or what you can do. Like I said before, having a lot of different options, but think the one thing that and I have a hard hard time with this is is to be flexible and don't attach yourself to schedules um, so much and if a schedule goes awry two things it's probably temporary so it's probably gonna there's probably at some point it's gonna be able to go back to um, um, the schedule that you're used to and you're comfortable with right or number two there's a, a another schedule that you can adopt and it just, you know, you might have to figure out what that is and what that looks like. You know, when I had a, a baby, <laughs> oh yeah, you, you, you better believe I had to come up with a whole new life schedule. Um, and just recently, you know, we both, uh, you know, my, my wife and I, we both are working parents. We both work full time. So we have to, you know, toggle between work, um, taking the kid out of daycare, and uh, up until a few months ago, you know, she would go in later and I would, um, and so she would, um, you know, get, get the kid, kiddo up and um, give him breakfast and I'd, I'd go to work and it would take me literally from the minute I, my alarm went off to the minute I was walking into my office, probably about 30 minutes total. <laughs> so easy, right? Um, she got a new job and now she works mornings. And so she's out the door at 6.30 in the morning. And uh, so now everything falls on me. Uh, wake the kid up, take the dogs out, feed the dogs, give the kid breakfast, change them, 
get myself ready, right? Pack his daycare bag, which I'm still having. I still keep messing that part up, but I'm working on it. <laughs> Go, <laughs> Dad. Things I can Good stuff. And, 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 and then getting him into the car, you know, to take take him to daycare. And so what once was a 30 minute from pillow to office door is now an hour and 40 minutes. Right. So what did that mean? I had to change my whole routine. I have to go to bed earlier now um, so I can get up earlier. I have to I can't work out in the morning. I have like I had to start working out in the evenings. Yeah, my whole routine got shattered, but this is now three months in and I'm on a new routine. And this is now my new normal. And, you know, so no matter what, if your if your routine, you know, gets shattered, there's a guarantee of one of two things happening. One, it's temporary and you'll be able to go back to your routine. Or two, you will create a new routine and center it around those habits that are in your value system, right? And then you'll be able to work, back, you know, continue working on some of the things that you're trying to get there, whatever that might be. So, yeah. I love that. So to kind of sum up for everyone listening to this, it sounds like some of the key things that we're saying is spend time working on what you value, like really looking into that and then maybe shaping some of the external people, places, things to help preserve or enrich that value system. Then meet yourself where you're at. So be kind to yourself. Acknowledge that things may not look the same, and that's okay. And then I'm also kind of hearing from you, Chris, in the last thing you said is to trust yourself. That you will come out the other side, and even if it looks different, that's okay too. Yeah. I mean, and that's a. it's funny because I was just listening to another podcast on – it, you know, it was kind of like on a Buddhist principle of, of Zen and stuff like that, but not to get into all that. But one thing that stuck out was, you know, um, when to find real happiness, you know, is partly knowing that everything has a beginning and an end. And that means that good things, good times, good schedules have a beginning and they will at some point end. And then bad times when, you know, your life is in upheaval those also have a beginning and an end. And that's just it's balance, right? And sort of so going back to your your point, Annalise, when you said trust, you know, trusting in the process and trusting in the balance of everything and knowing that, you know, you will get through whatever you're going to get through and you will, there will be a time, you know, I like to simplify and say there's always a good moment ahead, no matter what, right? Even in how terrible the moment is right now, there's always a good moment ahead uh, and to focus on that. But you know, when it comes to your routines and your schedules, be flexible. Um, when you're trying to adopt a new habit, I think before you start doing all these, like writing your routine and schedules and all these goals that you have, I think before you even do that, and I think a lot of people miss this critical step, is to ask yourself why. Why do I want to do it? And really spend some time with that. Because unless you spend some time with that and you really have a good internal motivation as to why you're doing that, whatever this habit is, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be harder to make it a, a really high priority, you know, for you, especially when things go awry in life, which we all know they will. Right. Um, and so, you know, I think that's, that is an important step 
that a lot of people just kind of bypass because it, it, it involves some reflection and some thinking, right? And some, uh, you know, I don't know what the word is, but, uh, you know, reflection. Did I already say that? Some emotional <laughs> digging, emotional yeah. bravery. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, it could definitely go that route, but it, it's just, you know, that that it's mental work. It's work. There's the word. It's 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 effort, you know, and we want things yesterday. We want things in the easiest way possible, right? Well, you know, if you're going to build a nice house, you know, you don't just build it on gravel, right? You want to have a strong foundation so that that house is going to stay there for a long time. So you need to level the earth, lay down the concrete, whatever it is. So that your house isn't going to just fall off the hillside. Well, it's the same thing with a habit. Start with that that strong foundation, and ask yourself why. First off, why do you want to start doing this? Is a is a is a critical step. I love that. So well said, Chris. And that is an excellent place to end. It is about that time. Oh wait, I have so much more to say. Well, you'll have to come <laughs> back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure I'll, yeah, I'm sure I'll be I'll be back with more updates on my ever evolving life routine. But uh, you know, if you're out there and you're starting something new, um, give yourself time. Start small. Start with baby steps. You know, with exercise is a good example. You, you know, if you haven't exercised before, you don't even know how it makes you feel for it to become like that sort of you know that internal motivation of exercise makes me feel a certain way. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stick to it when my routine gets shattered. Right. So start really small, start giving yourself doses of what exercise does to make you feel better or, you know, sleep, whatever it is, your goal is start small and build on that. Right? And then give yourself a break, ask yourself why, and be patient. Yes. And know that if you need any help with any of this stuff, we offer all of that here, whether it's virtual, whether it's in person, um, we have classes, we have one-on-one, um, but check out our website, positivechoice.org. And Chris, always so grateful for all of your wisdom and taking the time to be here with us. We can't wait to have you back again. Oh man, it's such an honor. Thank you so much for having me anytime I'd, I'd love to come back on so thank you all right yeah. you guys don't forget to like subscribe give us a comment give us some feedback until next time everybody bye so long <laughs>